Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win going away. They beat the Pelicans tonight, one twenty-seven to one hundred five. Completely different performance tonight than last night. Coach Lacombe and Donovan Mitchell uh, got things started, kind of set the tone in the game, and uh, the Jazz played great. Yeah, it was nice to see. Like David said, uh, Donovan shot out of a cannon. Definitely played with great purpose, as did the team. Uh, I mean, you just don't have to look beyond much beyond the numbers. The Jazz were a 101 last night, uh, offensive rating tonight, you know, unofficial numbers, a 125. So uh, it, it helps when shots go in, but I really do think it's, it's kind of a chicken or the egg thing, but I do believe ball movement instills a lot more confidence and a lot better feel to this team, and they were able to move it and made shots, and as a result, were able to pull away. And made plays for their teammates. For sure. I mean, right down to the uh, Bogdanovich breakaway where he decided to throw one off the backboard to Donovan Mitchell. I mean, give up a, a layup for two for yourself and get an exciting play for your teammate. It just felt like that was kind of a theme of the night. It was so nice to see the, them shoot the ball. I mean, we commented during the game as we were watching, uh, haven't seen them shoot it like this. Um and we knew it was inevitable, uh, but hopefully they can get on a little bit of a streak where it's not like feast or famine. You know, they, they make their fair share. Three Jazz players had over 20 points tonight. Donovan with 21, Mike Conley with 20 on 8 of 12, shooting 4 of 7 from 3, and Jordan Clarkson with 20 on 8 of 13, shooting 4 of 6 from 3, coming in off the bench. And you throw in Joe, who had 15. Um, we mentioned Bogdanovich. He had 11. Rudy Gay had 13. Whiteside with 10 coming in off the bench. I mean, this is... This is the more like it when it comes to the stuffed box score that we got used to reading last year. Joe likes to start. He does. He looked he looked good um, right out of the gate tonight. Ended up with 15. But I just some some little note I made. I think he has so much more of a comfort level starting, and you can only you know only are what you are. But I, I thought that's a, that's something to kind of hide away. But definitely a nice game by Joe filling in for Royce. How about this? <laughs> Uh, leading the way for the Pelicans, leading scorer with 15 points, Jackson Hayes did that in only eight minutes. Scored 15 points in garbage time, basically, to lead. The, Give that man some playing time. <laughs> the team in scoring with 15 points. Jonas Valanciunas had, uh, had 12. Brandon Ingram only 11 points on 4 of 14 shooting. So certainly this was not the Pelicans' night tonight. And I'm going to tell you whose night it really wasn't, and that's uh, Willie Hernan Gomez. He was a minus 32 when he was on the floor. Oh. So he took the brunt of most, Ooh. most if not all, of the Because he was great last carnage. night. He was great. No, and I thought he actually threw himself around tonight, too. Sometimes you're just out there at a bad time. He was five for seven, um, had eight rebounds. So he, he definitely tried. But Willie was on the wrong side of the ledger tonight. Josh Hart made a run for it, though. He was minus 29. So I'll catch you, Willie. Hernan <laughs> Gomez. <laughs> Jazz win going away, 127 to 105. And really, I mean, when you look at Jackson Hayes leading the team in scoring, he was a plus 18. So, you know, th this was a much bigger blowout, but in garbage time, the, the Pelicans closed it a little bit. But st stunning play from Jackson Hayes. It's nice. I mean, it's nice that the Jazz had a do-over. It was a mulligan in, in every true sense of the word. They played the game exactly the same time 24 hours later. Um, same guys showed up to play for the Pelicans, and the Jazz just handled their business tonight. It was it was nice to see them have some success and uh, and really kind of build on all the things that we heard in the after the game last night. Yeah, no kidding. And it'll be really 
interesting to hear the post game sound tonight. Um, <clears throat> a little different tone, I bet. But I, I'll be curious to hear if if you know, Coach Schneider gives a little praise for, you know, doing what he says. You know, coaches like that. I think I would imagine. You know, he'll he'll point out the numbers. Like this is the way we play. This is jazz basketball. Yeah. We 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 play free. We play fast. We guard really hard. And it's a fun style to watch. And I think that they got back to that tonight. All right. Uh, with that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Monday. Jazz, uh, welcome the Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers to town. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Jazz win tonight, 127 to 105 over the Pelicans. We'll have postgame sound for you and continue to break this one down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Shoot three. Pow! The clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win over the Pelicans tonight, 127 to 105. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, and uh, I think we should get this right out of the way. The Jazz surpassed 111 points. That means. Free roast beef sandwiches. All you have to do, you be a Jazz app user, uh, and you get a free Arby's Classic Roast Beef Sandwich tomorrow. Download the Utah Jazz app. Turn on notifications and visit utahjazz.com slash score big to learn more. And, and really one of the more important things, tell them Jake Scott sent you. Absolutely. That, that's vital to get the sandwich. They'll throw in some extra uh, Arby and horsey Probably a dirty it. look is what they'll throw in, <laughs> right. what I imagine. Three games in and they hit it. All right. That's, That's good. That's I mean, good we were sign. saying it was going to be the nightly thing. And so we got one out of the three. That's right. That's we're, we're trending. <laughs> all right. Jazz win. Uh, big time performance really all around. Uh, we'll get you some post game sound coming up here uh, shortly. But uh, Donovan Mitchell was excellent to start the game. Uh, really didn't have to do much in the second half, but he had 21 points, seven boards, seven assists, nine of 17 shooting three of six from three. Uh, really made it a point to move the ball around, obviously. Mike Conley, 20 points tonight. Um, uh, Jordan Clarkson with 20 points coming off the bench. He was red hot, 4-6 from 3-8-13 from the field. Uh, Rudy Gay had 13. Hassan Whiteside had 10. Joe Ingles had 15 in the starting lineup. So uh, all around, really great performance. The Jazz shot uh, 56% from the field. And we're 20 of 35 from three tonight. Everything worked. Wrap it up. I'll take it. Completely different vibe, feel, performance. I mean, it's completely different from last night to tonight. And, and you know, right down, you mentioned the play, but right down to that play off the backboard from Bojan, I mean, just kind of sums up what this team really, if they focus on just making plays for one another. And that was a simple way to do it. Um, Bojan could have definitely gone in and dunked that thing, but – that's the mindset that I really like seeing tonight. You mentioned 24 assists on 45 field goals. Um, you know, this is this is jazz basketball. This is what Quinn talked about last night being, uh, you know, kind of the 
the, the character of this team and how they're going to be built. So, so it was nice to see him respond. We said there would be, we felt like there'd be a, a great response, and there definitely was. You know, the thing is, is that they, they play jazz basketball. The, the numbers in the, I guess, the glory, for lack of a better term, they, it, it will come. I mean, Donovan, if he played a full game tonight or if he wanted to, he could have scored 35. And he wasn't, you know, letting the air out of the ball or, or you know, I, I guess the buzz phrase online is hero ball. We didn't see that from Donovan tonight. And he could have, you know, if, if they kept the pedal down, he could have potentially flirted with a triple-double and had 30-plus easy. And it it comes, right? You know, when you play jazz basketball, those opportunities come. Yeah, when you play right, the game treats you back, uh, back right. And tonight I, I thought that, you know, their pace was so much better. Like you mentioned a couple of times, just guys getting out and running. You know, the ball was really being pushed. Bigs were running. Uh, guards were spreading the floor. The Jazz did a great job of scoring in transition tonight uh, when they had the opportunity. And then we're really good in the half court. Their offensive rating in the half court was a 111. So good screens, good pace, uh, good use. And then, you know, most importantly, they played off the pass. Uh, absolutely. No doubt about it. Looking at the, the Pelicans, they just had a really bad night. I mean, they ended the night uh, from 3, 8 of 35, but at one point they were 0 for 20. And, you know, maybe they, they kind of had a letdown. I'm sure they weren't expecting to win both games in Salt Lake City in this kind of unique back-to-back circumstance. So maybe, you know, they poured it all out last night and kind of mailed it in tonight. But I thought I thought tonight was much more about the Jazz necess- uh, than it was necessarily about the Pelicans. And I'm excited to hear what they have to say about it. I think last night was interesting. Like you said, we got to pull back the curtain some uh, and, and really hear what everybody's thinking. They've got a, the, the team coaches have got to feel some relief. But, you know, you understand you've got to recreate this night in and night out if you're going to be good consistently. Well, this is something coaches can point to, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you can say, hey, this is, this is what happens when you listen to me. The distinct <laughs> difference, honestly, this distinct difference in these two films will be, will be stark. I mean, the contrast will be crazy. Uh, and they, you know, it'll be interesting. They can overlay similar situations, transition, uh, blockouts, you know, hustling for loose balls, closeouts, all those things, the urgency from last night to tonight and just so much better. Let's check out your uh, points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C, Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. Uh, let's see here. Coach Lacombe, uh, points in the paint tonight. Oh, I just lost it. Excuse me one second. Points in the paint tonight. The Pelicans outscored the Jazz 46-42. 46-42. So we took the L in the paint, but the most important thing, we spread that ball around and hit 23s. I'll take that anytime. Well, one thing, tonight was not about Rudy. Um... He only had six points, two of four shooting, two of four from the line. He did have eight rebounds um, and a couple of block shots, but uh, this was not uh, Rudy Gobert score the basketball night. No, it wasn't. Uh, I think when the Jazz get in transition and get those shots, you know, that's that's such a great way for them to score. But but Rudy had his hand, you know, his fingerprint all over this game. Defensively, you know, he ended up with two blocks, but definitely aff- affected way more shots than that. Um, you know, it was a plus 20 while he was on the floor. So uh, I would love to go back to, I would imagine Rudy had a, a ton of screen assists tonight. Um, and you mentioned they're playing against Valanciunas. They're going to drop that big. It's going to be a little bit more difficult for uh, for Rudy yeah, yeah. to get shots. So yep. maybe that was uh, to be expected a little bit. 
All right, let's get things started with some post-game sound. Let's go down to the media room and hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's, you know, for every team and, and certainly for us, you know, particularly of late, you know, our ability to understand that, you know, how we approach the game and how we play the game um, is something that hopefully we have, you know, more control over. There's often, there's a lot of things that happen in the game, but, you know, the things that were different tonight than last night are the things um, that we need to have focus on and continue to make them important no matter who we're playing, you know, whatever the score is on those things. That's a, that's a habit too. So it's a, it's a level of, and it's a mental habit, but it's something that um, that we have to continue to cultivate. And, you know, the, the, the difference is not going to be who we run a play for at a given time or who's making a shot or, you know, there, there are things that are more intangible than that. Um, you know, and we're going to continue to have teams that are up to play us, you know, and prepared to play us. And, you know, that's an opportunity for us to, to get to get better, we can't allow those things to to splinter us. The game's hard enough. Well, I, I think you know. I think everybody was focused on um, the details of the game that could help the team. I mean, our, our focus was on the group. Um, whether that is, you know, the, the simplest things, the simplest executional detail. Um, you know, being spaced two feet to your left instead of standing where you are, you know, running harder in transition, passing the ball ahead, you know, all the things that, that I know we know how to do, um, but we just have to make them important because when they're important, you know, you're just going to do them more. And when we do those things more, we, you know, we get the kind of results we had tonight as opposed to last night. So, um, you know, that's that's the challenge for a group. We've got a lot of guys that, you know, are capable of scoring the ball and not everybody's going to get shots each game. Not everybody's going to score each game. You know, it's just, that's the reality of, you know, what our team is, you know, Rudy Gobert tonight, I think got four shots, you know, because Valanciunas was back, you know, basically underneath the rim. He's determined not to let him get below the, but our guards did a better job of making reads in the lane and, having our eyes out and so everybody plays a role and you know you can't get outside your role on a given play um because it's going to change every every possession there's going to be different things that need to be done and the way that we want to play you know requires everybody to to do that you know and we can't lose our resolve to do those things because we're individually not getting something out of the game that, that we want. It has to be, you know, a collective, collective mindset. And frankly, with the group we have, um, you know, th those, it's, those things are challenging, you know, because we've got a lot of guys that can make plays and, um, and shoot the ball. And, but if that's what we're about, you know, that that's not going to be enough, you know, maybe enough on a given night, but, that's not the team that we need to be in order to win on the level we need to win on. What was the process over the last 24 hours to kind of share that message with them of like, hey, this is about the collective 
Yeah, I, I, I think it, you know, talked about, I don't, the difference between being self-centered and, and selfish. We're not a selfish team, but I think we, as people, you know, can, can have that. That's, that's probably our nature, you know, is to think about ourselves and um, to the extent that, you know, tonight we're thinking about our teammate, thinking about the team. That's one of the beautiful things about, you know, this game is that, you know, when the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, you know, and that's what, that's what it felt like tonight. So I don't think there's anything magical about it. You know, I think um, we've got a core group of guys that have experienced that and know it, um, you know, deep in their bones. Um, and we've got some, some new guys that, um, you know, I, I think are adapting to that and, and want to be a part of that. So, um, but I, it's not like, it's not just easy. You know, I think that it requires a level of commitment and the level of, um, you know, selflessness and for our team, because of the way we're built, that's even more important. You know, it's, it's more valuable to us when we can do it um, because we get those types of possessions that we're all, you know, that's the neat thing. If you say jazz basketball, we, we kind of know what that looks like. Um, so when it's not happening, you know, sometimes it's not happening as frequently as others due to whatever external circumstances, but we know what that means. And those guys, you know, I think really responded to that tonight, you know, and we were, we were more connected in a lot of ways. And that's, that's what we get, even in the littlest things, setting screens, you know, pick and roll defensively. And it feels good. It's a gratifying to, to play that way, not just to win, but to play that way. Focus and continuity of effort have been big talking points recently. Yeah. like those were more there tonight. What was more in your I, I, I think just not to correct you, Eric, but I think consistency of effort, I think, frankly, continuity is, is can be overrated. Um, we're not the same team as we were last year. Like, to the extent that you bring back a core group of guys, everybody's different. You know, everybody's had different experiences from the time the playoffs ended, you know, to this year. So I think that because of that, um, you know, that finding a, a new level of consistency is, is something we have to work towards. And, you know, that, that you know, to, to do that, you have to be really focused. And, you know, we've got to be clear about what those things are. And I think tonight, um, the biggest thing I could say for us offensively is that we make quick decisions. You know, if the ball stops, if we shot fake, if we, you know, try to figure out what we want to do next, um, you know, that slows down that process for us. So whether it's shoot it, pass it, you know, or drive it, if those decisions can come quickly, um, that's where we find, um, you know, that connectivity. And that, that takes a lot of focus. There's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder, much, much different coach Snyder tonight than uh, certainly last night. I, I found what he was saying right there, coach, where he was, he was trying to differentiate between he, he he said this team is not selfish, but then he used the word self-centered, and he kind of corrected himself. But I think we can all understand what he was saying there, right? You know, it's not a selfish team, but sometimes they get lost in the self a little bit and need to remind that making a play for another is jazz basketball. I thought that was I thought that was really profound what he was trying to say. 
how can you not in this day and age too? Like these guys get done with a game and you know instantly go back and I would imagine are all over social media. I mean, everything in the world today talks about being inward, and um, you know this team and he hit on it. The beauty of this team is that the the guys, the makeup of this team, you know, the whole is so much better than just individual guys. And if they try to go out there and do it alone, um, you know, it doesn't feel right. And it's not a selfish thing, but there is a lot to strip away from from the self and give more to the team. I think it's what we've been talking about. It was nice to see that tonight. Again, one simple play, Bojan's play off the, off the backboard, personifies that because it was something he could have done, but he gave it up. And that's what, uh, going forward, hopefully they can just continue to learn that lesson. Postgame show is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. The Jazz win tonight, uh, win big over the New Orleans Pelicans. Here at Vivint Arena, 127 to 105. More sound from uh, the players coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim will come with you. Post Game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Featuring the My Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Your final Jazz win, 127-105. Little revenge game over the New Orleans Pelicans. Let's get a look at your master of the glass. Brought to you by our friends at Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Here for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Uh, tonight's Master of the Glass, as usual, although with not uh, a lower number than we're used to seeing, but Rudy Gobert led the team in rebounding tonight. Uh, with eight boards. Uh, the Jazz were actually out-rebounded 45-41. to 41. Donovan Mitchell had seven rebounds. Rudy Gay had seven rebounds coming in off the bench. But uh, Rudy Gobert, still your master of the glass. Yeah, I always think a master of the house. I'm Les Miz. Rudy's just down there jumping on the bed saying, I am the master. That's what he does. He still is undefeated, I believe, as the master of the glass this year. He is. He's got a co I think one co, but other than that, he's been unbelievably good. Man, I love Thurl Bailey. Every time Big T's walking out, he has to catch our attention to wave. What that's, a good guy. That's amazing. We're here at our our, our zone studios at uh, Vivid Arena, and Big T walks by our studios on his way out. Always has to wave. What a dude. Some people are just, you know, he's a <laughs> just so storied, like his national champion and, and unbelievable NBA player for so many years, but Hall of Famer in life. Oh that dude my just gosh. wins the prize. So um everybody on nice. that broadcast team except Mike Smith is so humble. Everybody I mean, but Mike. I'm just kidding, Mike. Well, you know, I well, kind of I think you could describe Mike in a lot of positive ways, but you know, humble's probably not one of them. He's one of the better ten, six ten golfers I've ever seen, I'll tell you that. Can shoot a free throw. That dude can shoot a free throw. He can shoot a free throw. But he and Alema do a great job and and nice to see Thurl roll by. And Bowler, of course. I love Our Bowler. Our good friend Bowler, who's who's absolutely the best. And, and Holly Rowe obviously added to that broadcast. And then our radio team isn't bad either. Yeah, so Just much. don't tell David. Yeah, David David leads him. He's the captain. You know. He's the captain of this ship. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, shout out to Thorough Big T Bailey uh, for walking by and always waving to us. Such a nice dude. And it always takes him a minute to get our attention. So he was he was like doing jumping jacks out there. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's get some more post game sound. Uh, let's hear from uh, Mike Conley. Um, I kind of uh, referred to it earlier about us just Who's there? seeing it happen. You know, over and over again. I think we've had games where we we would do it for like you know a couple of possessions, but uh, we're really good. We we do it a whole a whole game, and um, I think everybody kind of fed off of each other. And to, to see it happen tonight against a team that gave us problems the night before um, was encouraging. And hopefully, uh, you know, we 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 take that lesson from that. You know, just being able to go out there and. And um, and play for each other and, and sacrifice and and see what see you know what kind of rewards we we, we get from it. Did you have conversations about that over the last twenty four hours, or like how does that unfold? Well, we've been talking about it for a few weeks. You know, I think we've we've all referenced you know moving the ball and and playing for each other, but um, it was more so like in the huddle we're just like, man, just have fun. Everybody's so tight and stressed and. We all want to do the right thing, but we're not having we weren't having fun in the way we were last season. So tonight was more of that atmosphere where guys were just being selfless and running and boxing out and, and people are cheering for the smallest things, diving on the floor, like that stuff that you know, we, we we lacked, uh, I think in the in the, the latter in the last few weeks or so. First quarter had five assists and he, he, of course he scored two baskets as well. What was just the way he kind of took control and how he read the game in the quarter, kind of a tone setter for how you guys wanted to play and, and did that kind of loosen everybody up and help everybody have fun? Yeah, I thought Don did a great job of, of running the point and getting guys in positions to score. Um, he got a lot of guys easy buckets early in the game, and I think when that, that happens, it you know builds confidence in everybody. And we know Don's going to have his opportunities to, to get to the basket and score and do what he does. So when he's being unselfish, he kind of sets that, that, you know, that, that uh, precedent for the rest of us and um, guys just follow his lead. Like last night's to kind of like remind you of things. Mm. Uh, we'd rather have one and took a lesson from that instead of losing, but um, it is what it is. You learn from every loss you have, every close game, every set, you know, uh, series you have. And, um, the last night's game was no different than a few games we played before against Memphis. And, um, you know, so for us, it's just a constant thing that we're trying to, to wean out bad habit habits and, um, work on the small things that can make us a better team. And a lot of that showed tonight, all the things that we really were conscious of boxing out, getting back in transition, um, pushing the ball up tempo and, and finding open guys. So, um, you know, I'm happy with the way we, we responded. Kind of a factor in the season not being as fun up to this point as we were last year. Because I mean, yeah, last year it's constantly fun to watch, you know, the ball, watch us all the What's that kind of difference this year? Um, you know, I think a lot of it is the way teams are playing us. You know, the, a lot of the teams have, um, you know, adopted what's worked against us in the past from other teams that, that we've we've uh, played in playoff series or whatever, uh, whatever. But um, so when we go against teams like that, they, it tends to try to stop the ball movement. It tends to try to keep it within two or three guys' hands or one or two guys' hands. And 
make us win that way. And uh, for us, if they're going to do that, we have to play faster. We have to push the ball and get into the paint a, a bunch of different other ways. And, you know, not just through straight up pick and roll like we know we can and get the blender started. But um, a lot of teams just play, have played us in a different way. And, and, and you know, we haven't saw too many teams with the drop big except for these last two nights and maybe Memphis a little bit. But other than that, a lot of teams have switched and made us have to play out of a different style. A little bit, but the shot making make it easier to play defense, or you know, does defense make it easier to make shots? What, which way does that go? It depends on who you are. You know, sometimes um, some people get going with the defensive stop; they do better on the offensive end. But I think as a team, as a whole, when we make shots, we're much better on defense. It's easier to get back on in transition when you're making shots, and not turning the ball over, and um, you know, not giving long rebounds to guys basically like long outlets. So, um, yeah, when we do make shots, it's a lot easier for us defensively. Are you guys aware when, like, a guy like Don is getting close to maybe a triple-double? Um, not so much. It, it, normally it's late in the game when you kind of look up and kind of glance at him, but, okay, he's, he's getting close. And we knew tonight what might not be the night because of the score, you know, the score. But, um, yeah, we, we definitely kind of peek at it every now and then. How do you uh, stack the good days together? Um, I think for us, it's, you know, we've all been emotional, but I think it's not getting too high or too low. I think we've gotten low when things are bad. We get high when things are good, but, you know, we had a good game tonight. We played well. Let's do it again. Like, don't celebrate it. Like, go back to work. Like, get get our minds right for our next opponent. Um, and just continue to do it for each other and, and what I saw tonight was guys really believing that, guys really doing it, not just talking about it. Um, so if we could continue to act on what we're speaking in the locker room um, and what we're hearing from each guy down the line, I think we'll be fine. What went into the decision of you playing tonight, and are you expecting to play more back-to-backs going forward? Well, um, the loss last night helped, helped that decision a little bit. I think Royce being out, I knew he wasn't going to be uh, suiting up, but um, I spoke to the training staff about, you know, it was never set in stone that I wouldn't play in every back-to-back, and it would be kind of, you know, looking at the circumstances at the time, how we're playing or, you know, who it is or whatever. So tonight I felt like it was an important game, regardless of who, you know, what the situation was, who's playing, who's not. Um, it was important for me to be a part of it and, and try to get us, you know, playing better basketball. Yeah. All right, there's Mike Conley, his uh his post-game comments. 127 to 105 Jazz win. Uh Mike tonight, um 20 points, two assists, had a rebound uh, as well, eight for twelve from the field, four of seven from three, had a little flurry there all of his own uh in the third quarter. But uh, you heard what he said right there, coach. Trying to have a little fun. Trying to have a little fun and get a little joy back. You can imagine the pressure, right? I, I think because everybody's measuring every everything. I liked what he said about just being even keel, um, not getting too excited about when when things go great and not getting too low. Uh, I, I think Mike could play a really really important role. You know, Quinn talked about the makeup of the team shifted. Um, you know, I know last year Rudy and, and Donovan were predominant leaders, but you know Conley's going to have a lot of of really important. Uh, things to share with this team because 
I think he plays what Quinn talked about to a T. I think he goes out there and just tries to make the right basketball play. You know, I, I think the fact that dude's never got a technical foul speaks to, I mean, everybody's got an ego, but his ego's probably low. And um, I just like his mindset. So going forward, you know, I love that Mike's in that locker room, has that, that locker room's ear, and some of his veteran leadership can really come to the forefront. He is the model of consistency on this team, right? I mean, game on the floor, I think you can make that argument, but certainly temperament-wise. And he's, I mean, you could put tough loss, big win, whatever. You could put Mike Conley's uh, post-game interviews next to each other. Maybe he's not saying the same words, but the tone and the emotion, all those things are always consistent. He is he is a grizzled veteran in that way. He does not get too high or too low. And this team, he mentioned it, this team has fallen victim to that a little bit. But I, I'm with you. I think, Mike, you know, if you're looking to somebody to, to help you level out a little bit and be consistent, he's probably your guy. And my thought is just dump it, dumb it down. Like, judge your, your performance possession by possession and night by night. Don't look too far down the road. Don't look in the rearview mirror for sure. Because, unfortunately, you can't get last night back. But hopefully the lessons that were learned from it, um, the leadership that comes from it, and just the the Jazz know how they need to play to be good, and it's a matter of now refining to get that level on a very consistent basis. All right, let's uh, let's check out your Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. All right, let's get a look at your free throws tonight. The Jazz 17 of 22, 77%, and the Pelicans 17 of 21, 81%. Uh, Bogdanovich got to the line very well again tonight. It seems like something he's done well uh, over this last little stretch. He was 7 of 7. Yeah, I like seeing that number at 22. Um, Bojan getting there seven times. Um, you know, Donovan did not shoot a free throw tonight, interestingly enough. But that's been one thing this team's room really good at and something to continue to watch. Yeah, getting to the line, three points. That That's strange. That's, uh, what, uh, two out of the last three games Donovan hasn't had a free throw? And in this game... I don't. I don't think that was for lack of aggression at all. I mean, maybe maybe it's the types of shots Donovan got tonight, letting the offense come to him a little bit. He didn't have to force the issue. And I felt like he he was more too on penetration, had his eyes out more, had seven assists, was able to kind of create and and dish. Um, we talked about that last play last night. So definitely some some growing right there. Man, uh, he's he's the best playmaker on the team, and, and Mike Conley's right up there too. I'm not. Whenever you compliment somebody, it's like you're insulting no, someone no. else. But, you know, when you see that seven assist number from Donovan Mitchell, you got to love that because he can, he, you know, if anything, the Jazz are short on, it's guys that can really create. And uh, he's so good at it. He can create for anybody. He's just, like you say, got to have that eyes out and make the right read. And he's talked about that a lot himself. I thought for sure his pace in the ball screen was distinctly different tonight. You know, he came off the ball screen uh, when he was needed to be aggressive, was aggressive. When he needed to kind of hesitate and read the floor, he did a great job of that um, and, and definitely moved the ball. Nice to see that from Donovan. All right, 127 to 105 is your final postgame. is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own. MySubaruIs.com. We'll have more player sound for you coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network.
Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Uh, Post Game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at uh, markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win 127-105 over the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, what a difference a night makes. Uh, looked like a totally different team uh, playing against the very same team. And, uh, you know, I think we've said this a number of different times, Coach Lacombe, uh, but maybe that loss last night was the, the turning point loss. I know we've said that after, you know, Indiana and Memphis, and we've said it after a couple of, of tough losses for this Jazz team. But honestly, I mean, the, the dramatic difference in their performance tonight uh, the, as opposed to last night, I thought said something. The, the comforting piece is they, they know. Uh, they know what Jazz basketball looks like, and it's a matter of getting, that, getting to that point where it's consistent. Um, you know, I'm going to be like Mike Conley tonight. I'm not going to get too high. I'm not going to. I've made proclamations all year long, man, and they have, you know, a couple of them are still hanging out there. So what, I, what I'm going to say is I'm going to enjoy this game tonight because it did look like the team that we really expected to see all along. The shots fell, the ball moved, the tenacity was there, and I really liked the, the contrast from last night. And the defense. The defense, the defense was great was, right from the start. It was the staple. And the running. And not as much complaining. We did see a little bit of it. And the winning, the winning, the the scoring of 120 plus. I don't know. I I feel like it's, uh, you know, (laughs) I I feel like it applies to my personal life. Like I know what the right decision is, yet I rarely make it. You know, I think the Jazz know what they have to do to, to play their brand of basketball is just choosing to do it. And it's getting, like, again, I mentioned this last night, but it's not an individual sport. It takes everybody. It takes... You know, the five guys on the floor of the bench, you guys that come in the game, everybody's got to be committed to the ideal. I think that's what Quinn hit on last night, that what makes this team great is the ideal that everybody tries to shoot for. And when everybody's trying to shoot for it, it's very good. When when you've got some in and some out, it's not as good. And that's why we talk about buy-in all the time. It's been one of the strengths of this group, and my hope is they can get it figured out to where that is something that, we're not talking about buy-in or we're not talking about doing what you're supposed to. We're just talking about, you know, how great it was that Jazz just smothered somebody. Well, it's how they – it's it's the key to winning big. No, it is. Because in the NBA, if you don't have LeBron, you know, if you don't have the best player in the league, which is the easiest way to win a title, somehow get Michael Jordan or LeBron on your team, and that's the easiest way to win a title. If you're not one of those fortunate franchises – it happens to have one of those few players play. You've got to figure out a different way to do it. And the Jazz, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, and and I'm, you know, this may sound negative. But what would you say? Donovan Mitchell's top 15 player in the league? Rudy Gobert, probably top 15? Absolutely. That's, that's not an insult, right? That's, that's somewhere in the neighborhood. Top 20, top 15, both those guys. And so if you've got two of those dudes, and then Mike Conley is probably a top 50 player in the league. Bogdanovich, top 75, you know, you, you see where I'm going. You don't have numero uno. Right. You've got to figure out a way to have your edge. And if the Jazz play, you know, just give the ball to Donovan and let him go to work, It's the top end is not going to be where it could be if they play Jazz basketball. That's their edge. Yeah, and their edge is, you know, the fact that uh, they have so many competent guys that can handle it and shoot it, um, but it's got to move. You know, you can't come out and play like everybody else. It's got to move. And I think everybody saw tonight the difference between the ball moving 
and guys, you know, feeling freed up and making shots. And and last night where it was kind of sticking and and nobody knew really what to expect. So definitely two very, very contrasting views of what the Jazz look like. And I think what everybody feels like is this was tonight was more like the Jazz we are used to. So as a coach, do you do that? You make uh, you you do cut ups of the film of both these games and make them watch side by side? Oh, absolutely. I would use, you know, I would use opportunities all the time to reinforce the message. And I know coach does that a ton. I've seen, you know, I go in and watch warmups and, and uh, Lagarza and Alex Jensen and Skeeter, they all grab the computers. The guys come over after shooting a little bit and they watch film. But I would definitely make an edit. Um, there's 75 guys on staff here, my goodness. Just get one of them to make an edit and say, I just want to see the the distinct difference between us running the floor last night and tonight. Just show me that. And I think you could pull 10 clips that would just be astounding. Oh, at least 10, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you would have. But that's you'd... what you got. I mean, you show them 10. Show them ver- 10 very, very clear clips. They don't have to sit and wonder. It's it's. A and B, and B is the right choice. But I'm just going to show you both, and this is why we had success. Yeah, sitting here watching the game with you, you're pointing it out to me every other possession. I mean, it's a big difference. Probably. And the ball, right? The ball flying yeah. up early. It's just, it's it's really good stuff. All right, let's get some more player sound. Let's uh, go back down to the media room and now hear from Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> Four games in six days. I love it. So, what's the big difference between last night and tonight? Uh... Moving the ball, taking the shots that you know that we usually take. Uh, yeah, you know sometimes uh, feel offensively when we passing up shots, it causes us to get in you know, a lot of one on one stuff. Uh, but we did a good job, you know that side and, and defensively. I think they didn't make a three till you know the game was kind of like in our hands. So uh, I think we did a good job tonight. You guys wear one. Apparently, time getting close to a triple double. Nah, but uh, when he like subbed out the game, I looked up and uh, I just told him like, "Great game," because you know he had a real good floor game tonight, assists, making plays, uh, rebounding, taking his shots that uh, he takes, and um, you know that's what we want to see out of him every night. Um, nah, how long? <laughs> For real? Wow. What? That's crazy. But no, I mean, it's a lot of, we got a lot of talented guys on the team. You know, um, I wouldn't be surprised if I seen Rudy do it with like some blocks or something. Like he would have 15 rebounds, 15 points, and like 11 blocks or something. Um, But yeah, I think uh, it ain't tough, but, you know, we got a lot of options, a lot of, you know, weapons to use offensively. And, I feel like when everybody else is flowing and everybody, you know, down the line, you see it's 15, 10, 20, 20, 8, 12. When you see that, it's just like, you know, we're going to win the game and, you know, we're playing super well. When you look at where Phoenix and Golden State are going, how they started the season, is there some sense with you guys that you guys just start stacking some, some good things together, or is it not really much as much of it? Mm, no, I don't think so. I mean, those teams are playing really well. Uh, Phoenix is playing really well, like you said, and and Golden State. I mean, it's early in the season. You know, we we still got a long journey uh, and a lot of games to play. So, um, you know, if it's a slow start or a struggle, I think we're in the right position that we're in, and uh, we're gonna keep continuing to grow and figure everything out. Yeah, 
what are you learning about playing next to Rudy Gay and kind of what you have to do differently or what he can offer? Uh, I mean, he's, he's really good. You know, we, you saw him uh, today a lot in the post. Uh, <laughs> making some plays in, in, the, in the post and, um, you know, you can spread the floor as well. Um, a lot of it just got to do with uh, spacing and, you know, knowing, you know, plays and, and where guys are going to be. Um, you know, that's with our whole second unit. You know, we throw in Rudy, Rudy Gay in there now. We had EP there for a while. And then, you know, Hassan trying to figure out Rudy. And then it's all down the line when it comes to that. Um, but, yeah, I think he's fit well in what we're doing. And uh, he spaced the floor, give us a, a lot of opportunities to drive and start the blender. Some of you guys over the last two nights have talked about the importance of ball movement for the team. What's kind of the key to like you guys getting that operating as efficiently as you can? Um, and sometimes like ball movement is just like throwing the ball ahead. Maybe it might not even be the dude is open, you know, just catching it, uh, throwing it ahead for a second, making the defense shift that way and then getting into our next action. Uh, but yeah, I feel like when we start making the ball pop, it makes uh, the shots easier. It makes, you know, everybody comfortable taking those shots. Cause you know, sometimes a majority of the time when we're shooting those threes is guys in our face, but you know, that's, that's what we do. And uh, we really good at it. So, uh, but when it's flowing, the ball's just circling around everything. Everybody's touching it, and uh, everybody just feels more comfortable when that happens. So uh, it's just a, something that we just got to really be conscious of and, um, you know, just popping, swinging. I think I, I, I had a play where uh, in the first half, I think it was like I first checked in, and Don threw it to me on the wing. Brandon was closing out on me. And I was like, man, I'm about to shoot this. <laughs> like, And then – I was like, no, 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 we can't do that right now. Swung to Rudy, Rudy Gay, and then Rudy Gay's flowing into his shot, knocked down three. I mean, sometimes we just got to pass up those shots to make those next ones. Can you kind of describe the, the mood in the locker room like last night? Also what it was like tonight? Shoot, when we lose, it's, it's, it sucks. <laughs> it, it like, because, you know, we all really care and we care about each other and uh, everything. So it really sucks. Uh, when we lose, but tonight, uh, you know, it felt good. Everybody was, you know, flowing, and you know, when you win by that much, you know, it definitely feels great. Mike said that up to this point, just because of kind of the struggle of getting things going consistently, this season hasn't felt quite as fun as it did right. last year when everything was going. What's kind of the, what's kind of been the mood like up to this point, and, and how do you get that back consistently? Uh, I feel like. It's causing us to like focus more, you know, it's uh, causing us to lock in. I think it's all of us are kind of like just trying to figure it out, trying to figure out like the next step and not putting pressure on each other, but we want to win so bad and like do all this. But, you know, it's just causing us to focus. You know, we we losing well, we lost. I don't even know how many games we lost. Seven. But it's just like, yo, those seven games feel like the worst things that's ever happened to us in the world. But um, what it's causing us to do is just lock in and just figure it out. I feel like having these losses early, figuring this out, uh, it's just part of part of what it is. There is Jordan Clarkson. Uh, Jordan, always good in the post game. Always a treat when we get to hear Jordan. Would you Clarkson. say level headed? I don't know. Although I don't know I, if he I would say level headed. Yeah, he probably just he's just there. He he definitely is an in the moment guy. 
well, he's in, he's in the moment. He, he's his own dude. You know, you can tell he just he processes things in his own way and has no problem really articulating that. I, I always come away thinking like he has a different angle on stuff than I do. That kind of feeling. Is that does that make any sense? Almost like an artist, you know. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Like some guys are more structural and scheme oriented. He's definitely more uh, free, loose, artistic in his approach, and, and even his uh, analytical approach to the game. You know, really kind of summing it up. It's just gonna, it's taking a little time to connect and, and get on the same page and get everything cooking. But uh, we got really good players everywhere, and and we can do it. Well, I thought it was interesting you talked about how much the losses hurt and that they care and they care about each other and the team and that they take those things obviously very seriously. But, the, eh, is it, you know, <laughs> losing sucks, I believe, is what he said. You know, I think one of the, the most important things that was said tonight was Quinn saying this is not a selfish team. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, coming out of last night and watching the game last night, you, you, if you weren't that locked in or plugged into this team, you'd wonder – but I really like that he kind of put it out there and, and really did the difference between being selfish and being self-interested. And we've all got a level of self-interest in us, but sure. it's given a little bit back to the team. And, man, I, it's just night and day when they do that. And Jordan hit on that. Um, there's a ton of care factor in these guys, and so it was nice to see them have some success. All right, I uh, want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators program presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from the Jazz Bear, a $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to watch a jazz game in a suite. Go to mba.com slash jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator right now. Let's get uh, back down to the media room. Let's now hear from Donovan Mitchell. You know, it was good to feel that, good to to play that way, and now he's got to continue to do it uh, again and again. What were some of the conversations like from last night to, to game time today? Honestly, I kind of knew it was going to end up like this tonight because no, we didn't really say much. It was kind of quiet. You know, it was, it was like abnormally quiet pregame. You know, you hear chatter, like, but like once we broke it down, brought it in or whatever, um, the guys just sat there and just – kind of got in their, their zone, you know, and that's when you kind of knew uh, that we had to answer. And we did. You know, we did a lot of things right uh, tonight. <laughs> we played a full game tonight. And like I said, you know, we did what we are supposed to do tonight. We took care of business. But, you know, I think we're all like, okay, this is good. But, you know, we got a test Monday, you know, and we got to be able to do this, put this performance together Monday and the day is coming forward. But this is a good start. Key to that, like translating this so that it's not so up and down. You just look like I said last night. The focus was there. The energy, intensity, um, um, shots were falling, which always helps. Don't get me wrong, but you know, five guys, you know, double figures, whatever that that helps. But you know, we were locked in. We were honing in on what we had to do: getting hits, getting rebounds, getting stops. And then we got out and pushed in transition. But that's the game we're supposed to play. That's the game we've been playing, and we just did it at a high level tonight. Um, and you know, we'll take it tonight, but we gotta. We gotta get ready for Monday. What felt different for you personally? Um, just slowing down. You know, I, I feel like I watched the film of last night's game, and when I talked to you guys, I felt worse than what it looked like to me. To be honest with you, um, outside of maybe five shots, I wasn't really, I wasn't really upset with the looks I got. I missed a bunch. Um, you know, some decisions I think were were a little subpar. 
Um, I think the best, biggest thing is being aggressive, attacking in attack mode. I missed some finishes that I made tonight, you know, and now on top of that, I was guarding, you know, a little bit differently. So for myself, it was like, okay, you know, taking those steps and, you know, just taking it day by day. And when you're going through, you know, a shooting slump or whatever, it's just time to double down on what you do and work and film and not really get over, you know, overreact to it. You know, I had a good game tonight and I got to do it on Monday. I got to do it the day after that. So it's not really, you know, it's good to have a good game, but at the end of the day, this is what I'm supposed to do. So I got to go out there and do it again. How, how much of that had to do with your team's perimeter defense? Um, New Orleans didn't even make a three-pointer until like in the third quarter. Yeah, I didn't notice that until to the fourth. Um, you know, like I said, we were locked in and focused. And when we're that team for 48 minutes, we're a pretty tough team to beat. Um, it acts and helps that we made shots, but I feel like if if we hadn't made a three pointer all game, but we guard like that, we would have been in a good position to win the game anyway. You know, I feel like that's how good our defense was. We we're talking, communicating, getting hits, rebounding. Um, so that that's what ultimately takes us to the next level. The shooting is going to be there. It's going to happen. It's going to come off until come. But defensively, we got to be that team all the time. You know, it's just so good offensive glass, and then you know you guys are switching really good there out there, guarding a lot between you and Joe. We're fighting there. Are you guys talking about how to make that happen and, and kind of yeah, just, just making it tough? It starts with the ball pressure. Really did a good job of that. You know, Bigs, him and H, just being able to make the pass, a lob pass, and you come in. You know, weak side guys coming in and help. It's not just the two people involved in the action. It's the weak side. It's so many different things to it to kind of make it tough. Um, he's a talented player, you know, especially they recognized that from last night. We started switching um, with Brandon Ingram, and they didn't really take advantage of it too much last game. Um, even their commentators were talking about it, and I think they made it a point to try and go there. And we did a good job of just being able to make it tough. You know, at the end of the day, I'm 6'2", he's 7 feet, you know, and, and we're not as tall, but at the end of the day, just making it tough. Um, you know, Royce did a really good job of that last game on him. You know, every time he got switched, you kind of just were like, you got it. And that's what we, we do with Royce. So um, it's making it tough. And just, just like I said, our defensive and pressure and intensity just made it tough on them. What are the things that you guys do most consistently to make the ball movement work? First off, we just run. You know, uh, when you run and you don't have to call player possession after a make, that changes the game as well. You know, and then you come down and see you're moving the ball, quick passes, and just playing free and playing easy. And um, I think that was it tonight, just moving the ball, just – Swing, swing, side to side, and not really overthinking. Just go out there and playing free. I want to triple double watch. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, but you know, at the end of the day, um, we took care of business, so I didn't have to even get to that point. Um, that's what I'm happy about. You know, we took care of what we need to take care of. Um, we haven't had one in a while. I, I do know that. Um, so we'll see who who gets it. Uh, but. I was close in three quarters, so we'll see. Maybe Monday. At the end of the day, take care of business. If you want to get everyone involved, and it's not about the stats. Would you like to be the one? To that'd be cool. I mean, I've never had one in my career, I don't think. So, I mean, that'd be cool to have one, you know, for the first time. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, whoever gets it, gets it. You know, it'd be cool to have it. It'd be cool for me to do it my first time. Uh, but if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Just trying to contribute to a win. And it's my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, Dad. Oh. All right. Happy birthday to Donovan Mitchell's dad. I'm sure he's listening. Mr. Mitchell. Enjoy it. Happy hope birthday. You, hope you're having a good day. 
A different Donovan Mitchell tonight than last night, that's for sure. And uh, I thought he played differently. He, he said he reviewed the film from last night's game, said there were four or five shots that uh, that he didn't really like. Other than that, he was, um, you know, less uh, alarmed by it, maybe is a good word. Like when he hit the post game, he, he was definitely grumpy. He said he reviewed the film. And I'm sure once you go back and, like, take it piece by piece and figure out what you got to tighten up, it's not quite as overwhelming. It is interesting that you see a totally different game live, um, you know, playing or coaching than when you go back and watch the film. I think it's it's such a great way to instruct. Uh, it slows everything down. You can you can start to kind of see how people are guarding you. Um, but Donovan, I know, spends a ton of time uh, with film, and you know, for him to point out a couple of shots, I, I mean, we we could do the same. We we saw some last night that weren't. You know, we felt like another play could have been made, but that's the beauty of it. You don't get a – you have to make that chance or that choice right in the moment. So, um, liked what Donovan did, liked that he responded. Um, can they build on it? Can they can be more consistent? I think that's the thing going forward. Not that I can automatically recall all of Donovan's 17 shots tonight, but I can't think of one he took that uh, was ill-advised. Felt like they all came in the natural kind of flow of the offense when he was aggressive. Uh, you know, it was the right spot to be. Felt like he made the correct reads. And not a whole lot that Donovan did poorly tonight. And you made a comment, you know, that he he really is, he can be the best, most versatile passer because he's got such an explosion to get, get by guys, and he's such a threat at the rim. Um, I, so I'd like to see that assist number up for him. That's a good, that's a good thing. See him score and assist is, you know, he's, he's got a good feel for the game going on that night. Donovan finished tonight, 21, seven and seven, uh, nine of 17 from the field, three of six from three post game brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the, my Subaru is campaign, um, featuring real stories from real Mark Miller, Subaru customers, Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own. And mysubaruis.com. Your final 127 to 105. We'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one next, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Picked up by Clarkson before he can be fouled. He leaves it for Bogdanovich, who puts it off the glass for Donovan, who hammers it home. Oh, we're having fun tonight. That's your play of the game brought by Larry H. Miller dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com driven by you. Jazz win tonight, 127-105 over the New Orleans Pelicans. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share your own at markmillersubaru.com. And, Coach, that, that – Perfect for play of the game right there. I, th- I thought that game or that play kind of personified the Jazz effort tonight. Bogdanovich had a wide open layup or dunk. He could have easily, you know, uh, charted up two for himself, but instead uh, glanced behind, saw Donovan with the trailer and threw it off the backboard, get Donovan a, a highlight reel type play and uh, look unselfish. Uh, well, not look unselfish, but be unselfish in the process. Show unselfish. Yeah, show unselfishness. And it was a fun play. It was great. Yeah, it's it's fun to see the guys smiling, having fun. You know, Mike Conley said how important that is for this team. Um, they want to win, they want to play well, but you're doing this for a lot of months in a row, day after day after day. So you have to find some joy in it. Um, great little play there by Boyan to bring a little joy to the team. And like I said, I hope that vibe can continue because this is when this team's at its best. 
Three Jazz players tonight with 20 points or more. Donovan with 21, 9 of 17 shooting, 3 of 6 from 3. Mike Conley with 20 points, 8 of 12 shooting, 4 of 7 from 3. And Jordan Clarkson with 20 coming in off the bench, 8 of 13 shooting, 4 of 6 from 3 for Jordan. Uh, Should absolutely mention Donovan Mitchell had 7 points and 7 assists to go along with those 21 points. Um, Other Jazz players in double figures, Rudy Gay had 13 off the bench. Uh, Hassan Whiteside with 10. Joe Ingles with uh, with 15. He had five boards and an assist. And uh, Bogdanovich with 11. Uh, and four assists for Bogdanovich tonight, including that one off the glass to Donovan Mitchell. But uh, Joe Ingles, this was the best game he's had in a while. Maybe there is something to Joe starting and playing better in that starting lineup. Yeah, I thought Joe played well last night, too. Uh, he's one of the guys that actually kind of broke out a little bit and had a nice offensive game. But tonight it was just kind of the whole Joe Ingles thing. So, there's no doubt he likes to start. Um, it's nice to have the luxury when you do have a starter out to throw Joe in um, because it's just instant cohesion to your starting lineup. And at this point, I would uh, go through the Pelican stats just for a, a quick review, but it's honestly not worth it. All you need to know is that Jackson Hayes was their leading scorer with 15 points in only eight minutes. So basically during mop-up time, he managed to score 15 points and lead the team in scoring. So. And now you know the rest of the story. Valanciunas with 12, just for fun. Ingram with 11. Honestly, uh, limiting Ingram was probably the biggest defensive story of the night. 4 of 14, 11 points for uh, for Brandon Ingram. All right, Clo- uh, Coach Lacombe, let's get some uh, let's get some final thoughts from you. Definitely a different week than I thought, um, but I, I think the objectives were met. I think this team has a clear understanding about what they need to do to be good. Uh, I, I think the differentiator this for me this week, this is a different team. I think that's been pointed out a couple times. In my mind, you know, hey, you've got the same guys back. We're going to see the same thing. Uh, it's hard to get lightning in a bottle, and it's hard to get your team operating and playing as well as that as this Jazz team played all of last year. Um, and so, right, you know, seeing the guys get out there and play very similar to the, the style they they played last year and kind of find some of that joy was definitely great. Um, nice little break. I just think naturally in the schedule, they play uh, Monday night and Friday night. So there's How about that? a ton of time off for the team. It's got to help because they've been on a grind because uh, I know we have. They don't have travel either. That's they've right. got two home games. They're both home games. And Monday they're hanging and out. So, so I think this is, this is an interesting time, uh, nice time to, for the guys to be home, get some rest. But I'm looking forward to them building on what they did tonight. You and I get to get some rest. We do? Strange. It's what nice. about Brian? Brian gets to get some rest. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Um, 127 uh, to 105 <clears throat> is your final. We want to say th- big thanks to uh, David Locke and Ron Boone calling all the action. Thanks to our broadcast assistants tonight. Uh, Brian Priest doing a great job producing uh, tonight as well. Big thanks to him. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, the title sponsor of the post-game show. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some of Cherry Roan at MySubaruIs.com. And, of course, Coach Lacombe. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. Enjoy your your day off, and I'll see you Monday. Yeah. What, a little NFL tomorrow? Oh, it's going to be a lot of NFL. Maybe, maybe a little, little about it. Maybe a little family time? Lots of family time, Hank. Hank's a Sunday thing for me. My little grandson yeah. comes and doesn't sound bad. Does I just it? get down on the floor, man. He's he's at that age now where we're all down on the floor playing cars and mixing playing it up. Catch. It's fun. Oh man, awesome. Well, enjoy it. Uh, Jazz win our next. Uh, well, by the final one twenty seven to one oh five. Next broadcast coming your way is Monday night. 
The Portland Trailblazers and Damian Lillard will be in town. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.